Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Of course, we've been looking at all the angles in terms of what is happening in Ukraine and Russia's continued assault uh, on Ukraine and the Ukrainian people. One of the interesting questions to think about is history. How will all of this go down in history? President Zelensky uh, was asked about that, how he would be remembered, how President Biden would be remembered during this time. But historical lens, what do we see? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So over the weekend, President Zelensky sat down with Jake Tapper for CNN's State of the Union. They talked about a host of things, including President Biden uh, coming to Ukraine, nuclear weapons, peace talks, uh, and how President Zelensky would like to be remembered in the history books for what he has done and his role in all of this. I think that's a really interesting question uh, from Jake Tapper in terms of getting the right lens on this. It's so easy to get into the nitty-gritty of the day-to-day atrocities that are going on and what that's going to mean in the short term. Uh, but to, to broaden that lens a little bit and to look a little further into the future uh, is something that's definitely worth doing. And so let's begin uh, with where a lot of the debate and conversations have been, and that was when Jake Tapper asked President Zelensky if he wanted President Biden to visit Ukraine. Here's that exchange. Do you want President Biden to come here? Yes. Is there, are there any plans for him to come? I think he will. You think I he think, will? I think he will. And I think he, but it's, it's, no, no, I mean, it, it's his decision, of course, and, and about the safety situation it depends. I mean, that, but I think, I think he's the leader of the United States and that, that, that's why he should come here to see. So an interesting invitation there. President Biden, of course, had off the cuff said he's ready to go. Uh, the White House quickly walked that back, said there are no plans. Uh, and obviously there's a lot of logistics that have to go into that and securing uh, the president's safety, airspace, all of those kinds of things. President Zelensky, uh, in this interview, did respond to the additional $800 million in aid from the U.S. to Ukraine uh, and giving some perspective on that. Of course, we need more, but I'm happy that he is helping us now. I feel that right now we are having a cleaner dialogue. It's been a dialogue that's had some twists and turns, and not just talk. It's been very, very difficult, because there aren't many countries that have really helped us. 
The assistance from the United States, led by President Biden, and they are doing it again today, but there will never be enough. Enough isn't possible. There is a full-scale war ongoing today. President Zelensky also told Jake Tapper that Ukraine is open to peace talks. What's the price of all this? It's people, the many people who have been killed, and who ends up paying for all of this. It's Ukraine, just us. So for us, this is a really great cost. If there is an opportunity to speak, we'll speak. But to speak only under a Russian ultimatum? It's then a question about attitude towards us. It's not about whether the dialogue is good or bad. It's impossible. The sooner it happens, it just means that less are likely to die. But it's not a fact that this would actually be the case. Yeah, it's a really interesting perspective from President Zelensky that, uh, yeah, let's talk peace, but not under some Russian ultimatum in terms of what that framing should be. Uh, and mentioning that it, in his mind... It's not a question about whether dialogue is good or bad. It's really about how the rest of the world views the Ukrainian people. Uh, That's an interesting thing, I think, uh, to get at in terms of uh, how are we allowing Vladimir Putin to dictate all the terms? What does that say about our attitude towards those living in Ukraine? Uh, President Zelensky went on to say that while Russia clearly has the advantage, the Ukrainians are stronger because they know exactly what they're fighting for. Unfortunately, we do not have technical advantages over our enemy. Just not on the same level there. But our people are stronger. That's our main advantage. And we know our mission, our objective, what we're fighting for. We're defending our country. All these families and the kids that we discussed before, we know what we stand for and from where we get our strength. Uh, Never underestimate the galvanizing force of a very clear mission, a very clear set of objectives of defending, as President Zelensky said, country, families, children. Uh, That is where the strength that they are getting uh, and what is allowing them to remain strong, even in the face of overwhelming uh, advantage by the Russian army. Uh, But President Zelensky saying, "We, we know what we're fighting for. And that gives us a tremendous advantage, an advantage we don't have in weapons or systems or number of troops. We do have the advantage when it comes to the cause, uh, which is an important thing. He went on to say uh, that the way they fight for their freedom is also really important. I believe the way we fight for our freedom is the most important message. Because you can send a lot of messages with words, and they come from different people. But when it comes to actions, only a few act on their words. And today, I believe Ukrainian people show by their actions that they are fighting and protecting freedom, a principle of freedom. And principles are everywhere. And if our people won't be able to protect freedom in their own country, it will be a signal to all other countries that it is allowed, allowed to just come and stab, come and shoot, come and take other people's land. I believe the way our people act today is a signal to the whole world. Uh, such an important message uh, from President Zelensky in Ukraine. Uh, Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of Great Britain, when he was in Kiev in Ukraine uh, just over a week ago, 
he said that President Zelensky uh, was the roar of the lion, that the, the people of Ukraine were the courage of a lion, and Zelensky gave voice, gave the roar to that lion. Uh, and it is one of those that uh, you'd rather have an army of gazelles led by a lion than an army of lions led by a gazelle. Uh, and uh, Zelensky is clearly doing that. And so that leads us to the final question that Jake Tapper asked President Zelensky over the weekend, and that is the history question. How do you want to be remembered, and why does it matter? There is a chance that you will not survive this war. The Russians have made it clear that they consider you a Nazi, etc. All that nonsense. How do you want the Ukrainian people to remember you? How do you want your son and daughter to remember you? A human being that loved life to the fullest and loved his family and loved his motherland. Definitely not a hero. I want people to take me as I am. A regular human. A regular human uh, doing most extraordinary things in incredible adversity and difficult situation. Uh, but he is leading. Uh, he's leading with words and his people are leading with action. Uh, and that is a combination uh, that is worth not just celebrating. It's worth emulating not just on the international stage, but right here close to home. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.